I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, uh, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Uh, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will no longer see me. Uh, and you will see me no longer. Uh, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, uh, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Alright. So pretty pretty epic stuff um one second someone all right Sorry about that i need to talk to someone something important okay so we had last week him or Christ giving the comparison between the Holy Spirit and the world, and he gave some characterization of the Holy Spirit. I think we're going to see more characterization of the Holy Spirit a bit later uh, in 16 or at the beginning of 17, um, which that will be fun, seeing some characterization of him. And uh, I don't know if I've said it before, but you can refer to the, the Holy Spirit as him. He has masculine pronouns, and that's illustrated in the Bible. Uh, in Matthew and in Luke, I don't have the exact verse numbers, but just so you know. All right, uh, starting from verse 4. Uh, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, uh, but now I am going to him who sent me, and no, none of you asks, where are you going? Uh, but because I have said these things to, ho to you, sorrow has filled your heart. So... They're sad that Christ is leaving. Um, and they are, uh, before they have asked, um, like, where are you going? Or, like, asking things out of sadness when Christ is saying that he is leaving this earth. Um, and they're like, what, where, where are you going, Jesus? What, what's happening? Um... And they're sad because of it. So, obviously, I think we would be sad if uh, if we were there and, and Christ left. Um, but verse 7, nevertheless, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Uh, but if I go, I will send him to you. So, what is the benefit of Christ leaving? It is uh, the fact that we are... 
receiving the Holy Spirit. That is the biggest benefit to Christ leaving. Although we now lose the um, kind of physical, uh, tangible uh, ways to point to Christ. Like we can't just say, um, if someone asks us about Christ, you don't point him to like three houses down the block or something like that. No, he, he's no not physically or tangibly here anymore. Doesn't mean that he's not um, in the world in a sense, because there's a mutual indwelling of the Trinity, and you know the Holy Spirit indwells within Christians, and therefore Christ is also indwelling in Christians because of the unity of the Trinity. Um, but he's saying that the the intangible Holy Spirit is going to be more of a benefit to us than Christ tangibly being here. And he gives a, a couple of reasons for it. He gives three lines of reasons, um, which are judgment, uh, righteousness. Wait, does he only give two reasons? Am I being a dingus? Um, I said when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Okay. Sorry, I was just reading back through the, the pages, and I got really confused for a second. So, the Holy Spirit indwells in us as Christians. That's an important thing uh, to remember. He's leaving behind a helper who's going to do a couple of things. Um, let's go to the first one. Um, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in me concerning righteousness because I go to the father and you will see me no longer concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged so uh, those are the three reasons um, first of all concerning sin um, because they do not believe in me the Holy Spirit will convict the world of their their sin of unbelief in Christ. The world will choose to uh, ignore this conviction and go against this conviction and to deny any um, semblance of godliness that exists. Uh, the world knows God, but the world... Uh, ignores God and tries to put God down, even though in their heart they know that God exists. Um, and that's why people are called fools in the Bible who ignore God, because they're ignoring a blatant uh, reality of uh, the universe, that God exists and that he created us. Um... And I don't think this is not a verse that points to the conviction that we get to draw us to salvation. I think that that's uh, a different type of conviction that happens, a more uh, direct conviction when our hearts are like restored um, so that we can even be brought towards Christ. Uh, but, you know, I, I won't get too Calvinisty because uh, 
You know, it might offend some people, especially Winston. You here, Winston? How you doing, Winston? Winston here, but he's he's gonna ignore me. Um, but yeah, so it's it's not concerning about that sin. It's concerning about the general sin of unbelief. It's um, yeah, it's it's convicting the world of their unbelief in God. Um, which is obviously sinful. Is everyone everyone keeping up? Everyone vibing? Any questions yet? Just vibing, mate. Just vibing. Yo. I have no idea where we are, so I am just listening. <laughs> We're in John 16, uh, a 4 through 15. I know that you, like, memorize the Bible and everything, so you can you know where that's at, right? That, that might be a little much, but <laughs> yeah, I can probably get there. All right. So... If we're just vibing, I'm just gonna continue. Y'all just vibe too easily. I need to, I need to like prepare questions to, to like, see if y'all are really vibing or not. You need to vibe check us. That's true. I'll just say vibe check, and then I'll ask a question, and then whoever answers first gets a good boy point. I don't know. There needs to be incentive for answering fast. I'll ask one later. What if I'm already a good boy? Uh. I don't know, man. Figure that out on your own time. If you don't like my prize, then there's nothing I can do for you. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Verse, um... I'll send him to you, and when he comes, he will do those things. Okay, verse 10. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will no longer see me. So, the... Righteousness of living. So it's there is like three phases in here. There is the phase of just total unbelief, uh, the co conviction of believers that's going to happen, and then the judgment of the world. So because these are three totally different categories that the Holy Spirit is going to work in. So number one is convicting the world. Number two, in verse 10, you can put it as concerning righteousness. You could also put it as convicting the Christian or sanctification, which is just re trying to reflect Christ more and more every day. The um, the Holy Spirit is meant to remind us of Christ. We've already seen that earlier in the in John, where he his role is to remind us of Christ and remind us of godliness and to convict us. So concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you no, you will no longer see me. Christ is going to the Father, so Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to supplementary uh, give us the direct conviction uh, that we lack without uh, without Christ directly being here. He is going, he resides in us and gives us conviction, and that's um I don't know that's one of the ways to kind of tell if you're a Christian or not in a sense of if you're living in continuous unrepentant sin and you feel zero conviction towards it at all, um, then that is an issue. And that is uh, something that you really need to figure out and you really need to think about it and find out if you're actually a Christian or not. Because uh, that's um, living in unrepentant sin is very bad. And that's one of the things in Matthew, I want to say, it's either Matthew 8 or Matthew 18, I can't remember. Um, that is uh, like, that is, that is the qualification for disfellowshipping 
a Christian, for disfellowshipping a brother, which means essentially treating him not as Christian anymore and not as pagan. If that's how the church is supposed to act, then it, when you are living in unrepentant sin and you refuse to repent for it, then if that's how the, you know, that's the indication that we're given, then that's what we need to go by. And uh, so the Holy Spirit is the one who is convicting us and the one who is uh, helping us pursue righteousness daily. Um, don't freak out if you like, I don't know, like, like sinned like once, like three years ago and like the Holy Spirit didn't convict you in that exact moment or something like that. Don't let, don't let the Holy Spirit's conviction be something to cause you worry, like whether or not you're a Christian in the sense of like, am I being convicted enough? Do like just stressing out about it over day and night. Just submit to Christ, repent from your sin. It's you know, easy peasy. Not necessarily easy peasy. Do um, something just happened to my web page Bible, and it was just highlighted everything, and it wouldn't wouldn't unhighlight stuff. Okay, so use it as a measure, but not as a like as a thing to cause you extreme distress in a sense where like you're just you're just overthinking about it there's a concerning righteousness does that make sense i'm gonna ask if that makes sense after each one of these major points because they're different categories is everyone still vibing we vibe so good here okay very much makes sense okay good um, we're still going. Let's move on to judgment. Okay, concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. So, here's a little question for a good boy point. Uh, who is the ruler of this world? In this context, you can have Satan. They're very good, Larry boy. You get you get a good boy point. I'll I'll make a roll called good boy points. I don't know. You get good boy point, Larry. <laughs> nice. There you go. Good boy points. Everyone, everyone, react to his chat message. I need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. If I don't have fourteen reactions to that with a good boy point, then you're all kicked out of Bible study. It's over. I'm just kidding. Eight's good enough. I hope you're satisfied, Larry boy. Um, so the ruler of this world is Satan. Um, the world along with Satan will be judged and, and will be condemned. The only people who are free from judgment will be the ones who have been cleansed by Christ's blood. But, um, the Holy Spirit is acting in judgment because uh, the Holy Spirit does not reside in a dead heart. The Holy Spirit only resides in a regenerate heart, a.k.a. a Christian heart, a.k.a. the hearts of the church. Um, the Holy Spirit um, is not residing in those people's hearts, and the people who do not have the Holy Spirit inside of them as a signifier that they have been saved by the blood of Christ are the people who are being judged and condemned. But yeah. Uh, that's kind of like the three categories. Um, so, let's move on to verse 12. 
I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of Truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Okay. So, Christ has more to say, uh, but, you know, the disciples can't handle it. It's fine. Um, but the Holy Spirit is going to speak truth to us, and we can look retroactively on this and say, well, well, what, how... What format do we have that the Holy Spirit has has spoken into? Here's another good boy point. What is that? What is uh, the Holy Spirit spoken truth into? No, no one, no one has a I'm guess. Sorry, that can you, can you repeat the question? yeah, it's uh, it's kind of difficult to phrase. What what format or what thing? <laughs> What thing has the Holy Spirit spoken truth to, or spoken truth through, to create? What is the thing that was created from that? This this might be horrible phrasing because I'm it, just I am just going right off the the rip. Could it be conviction? No. Oh. I mean. Uh. Maybe maybe I mis misread the way you worded the question, but I got the uh, I got the vibe that it was Jesus or it was something to do with creation. Otherwise, no, it's it's not that deep. Um, I'm just no good boy points for anyone. You have to understand me to get good boy points. No, the Bible <laughs> is what I'm saying. The Bible is what I'm hinting at. The scriptures is the truth that Christ, uh, that the Holy Spirit has um written through Paul and through all these other people who have written uh the Bible. Um it's I, I don't know enough about this subject to really get into it in depth, but uh there's a subject called uh of scripture reading called verbal plenary, which um refers to the dual authorship of each like chapter or each you know, book of the Bible, where the Holy Spirit is in the person writing it. So, aka in Paul writing, say, uh, one of the epistles, the Holy Spirit is writing through Paul, while also not taking away sort of Paul's, like, phrasing or something like that, where truth is still conveyed through each individual person, even if they phrase it a bit differently. Um, so that's verbal plenary. And the belief that the Holy Spirit wrote scripture is prevalent as well as prevalent in here or at least prevalent when talking about um like the gifts of the holy spirit and stuff like that but i think that this is also an indicator of it that um he will guide you all in truth and he will he will speak things to people uh and that is the truth that he is giving to us and the one that we have recorded uh into uh, our world is through scripture, um, and the Bible is the truth, not just uh, some truth. Uh, he is the spirit of truth giving us the scriptures that, uh, you know, Christ himself says that the scriptures cannot be broken. Um, but these are the scriptures that the Holy Spirit has influenced and essentially wrote, but you know, wrote in quotation marks because the Holy Spirit didn't literally pick up a pen and 
like there's just a floating pen writing the Bible. That's not what happened. Um, but scripture is the truth. And, you know, Second uh, Timothy 3.16 is uh, scripture is breathed out by God. And, uh, you know, the Father orchestrates and the Holy Spirit actuates. And the Holy Spirit, like, writes out the scriptures through people like Paul. And um, so it's still the truth that's breathed out by God, and it's complete for uh, righteousness, godliness, etc. All we need in this world, essentially, to live a righteous life. So, because, you know, most of the New Testament um, is like letters to churches and stuff like that, where it's more than just the direct events of Christ and direct quotations from Christ, because the Holy Spirit has given us truths that... Christ did not give us directly, but he has given us through the Holy Spirit. Um, he will guide you into truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he he hears, he will speak, and he will declare these things that are to come. Um, he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Okay. So, uh... Let's actually read this with verse 15. Um, All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said uh, that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit gives us everything through Christ. Uh, he, is, he will glorify Christ, or he will take everything that Christ achieves and he will give it to us, and that the all that the Father has is mine, the Father has everything therefore i said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you he will glorify christ by giving us the things that christ has um i don't know that part that part feels a bit confusing to me um or do you have any comments on that rights out or anyone uh that I apologize what verse are you looking at uh verse 14 and 15 it feels it feels a bit weird and I every time I was reading it I couldn't quite put my finger around it or like uh, what feels off to me I can reread it if you'd like yeah read it for me from your version he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, therefore I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. I think, um, yeah, this might be a, this might be a part of something getting lost in translation a little bit. Because I, I, have, a, I have something. Similar. Mine says, he will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. That translation makes more sense of he's just going to give NIV. Yeah, what translation are you reading from? Yeah, this is this is the good old NIV, which ha it has some problems, but on an it's better for personal reading. I think it strikes the balance between um, accuracy and reading. Let me uh, let me pull it up over here. John sixteen fourteen and fifteen. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. 
Uh, all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. Okay, so the everything that the, the Spirit is saying, this is just continuing to harp on the fact that the Spirit comes from Christ and that he's not speaking on his own authority, but he is projecting knowledge and projecting what he hears from the Father. And if all belongs to the Father is Christ, he's also projecting it from Christ. And there's um, oh, there's a weird dynamic when it comes to the Trinity with phrasing things. Because, like, you know, technically the source here is the Father, but then the Holy Spirit is saying pretty much the same thing as the Father, but then Jesus uh, has everything that belongs to the Father is also his. So he is glorifying Christ by saying what is being told to him so it gets kind of uh it gets kind of difficult in a sense when i don't know plays a game of telephone with himself. yeah it's just like how, i don't even know how that works man but you know god knows how that works so praise him praise him for being smarter than i am that's all i have to say um yeah everyone, everyone vibing I could try to think of a question for some good boy points if you want, but I, I don't know. I don't know I if I can on the spot. Called me out for this section. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. Um, marmalade is typing. I'm waiting eagerly. Marmalade. Welcome back. Pressure's on. Sadly, must leave for a final. Much love. I'll be back next time. All right. See you later, marmalade. I'll be praying for your uh for your missions team. Yeet, no problem. Alright, well uh you know if that's everything, then I'm gonna pray for us and we'll be done. Uh wait, next wait, wait. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Larry Boy. What questions, my guy? You said you were gonna come up with a question. Oh yeah. Uh I don't know. What was your what were you gonna say before, Larry Boy? Well, um, I'm just gonna let me. I'm 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 trying to understand verse fourteen, and I'm just gonna read it because all the all the he's and me's and they're kind of confusing. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna read it and replace it with what I think it's referring to, okay. and you can tell me if, if it's wrong. Uh, okay. I'll be reading from NIV as well. Oh, let me just... let me pull up the NIV real quick. Then... He's, he's switching words around, so it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, the phrasing will help yeah. to see what words he's replacing. Uh, verse 14, all right. Yeah. So he is with a capital H, so I think that's God. So God will glorify me, which is Jesus, because it is from me, which is Jesus, that he, without a capital, which I think is the Holy Spirit, will receive what he, which is the Holy Spirit, will make known to you, which is us. Is that correct? Um, so, I think that the... Although, well, yeah, the first H is the beginning of the sentence. Yeah, so. I, th I think every he in that sentence is talking about the Holy Spirit. But read, the Holy Spirit will glorify Christ because it is from Christ that the Holy Spirit will receive what the Holy Spirit will make known to you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. And I'm, 
I am not qualified to look into the Greek on that. I'm going to be honest. I, I don't want to accidentally mislead you by trying to pull some Greek out of my Here, butt. Give me, give me a second because I have this like Bible background commentary on this side. I'll see if that has any. Okay. I'll, um, I don't know. I don't have any good boy point questions. Let me, let me, let me try to figure one out. What color is my underwear? I'm gonna go with a uh, solid purple. Gray. Blue plaid. Pink. Yellow. All wrong. The British flag. The it's Union white. Jack. Dude, that would have been sick if I had the, the Union American Jack. But no. Spider Man. <laughs> okay, I'm. G I have a question, just to see if y'all are paying attention. It's gonna be a real easy one. Type your answer in chat, cause I won't be able to tell who talks first in voice chat. Who does the Holy Spirit reside in? Us. Well, I'm not going to count rights outs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everyone give rights out a good boy point. Or who do, who do you mean by us? Be more specific. Uh, all believers. You got to do it in text chat. Who's going to get you know it? What? Believers. You Graceful fire. There you we go. Oh no, no, he didn't spell it right. So, <laughs> so Mashunga no. with Christians gets it. <laughs> Quickly, everyone up, up, up. No, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta give Mashunga some reactions. Blushing smile. I'm removing all the reactions from yours, Vsauce Michael. You do with the. With you the don't star. deserve them. That I spelt it right. That counts for something. Spelt it right, but you were too late. I don't know. There's a good star. I'll make a good boy emoji. It'll, you know. Can it be uh, Doug? You give us what up? we deserve. Yes, I just, I don't know. I just came up with this on the spot. I wasn't properly prepared. <laughs> All right. Um, that was the last. That was the last question. So now I'm gonna pray for us, and we will be done. Y'all can do whatever you want. Hot. Lord, uh, I pray for you, or I not, not pray for you. We pray to you, Lord. Um, just thanking you, and just giving you praise, and just thanking you for the Holy Spirit uh, that you left him behind, and that he is able to convict us and convict the world, and just to uh, be just our partner in life, God. Even though this verse, these verses didn't cover it, Lord, just the. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit should be something that's so personal and just so lovely to us uh, that he is constantly here convicting us and comforting us, God. Um, I just pray for the rest of this week that uh, these people will be able to just read their Bibles and to love you and to praise you and to pray to you, God, and they'll be able to uh, do the best they can for uh, observing the Sabbath day with so many churches being closed, Lord, just that they'll be able to have some sort of supplementary thing to just ensure that the word is being preached to them and that they just know that they are loved by their congregation, God. Um, yeah, I just pray for all these things in your wonderful and holy name. Amen.